Reimagining Black Relations, a podcast on solutions to issues relating to the Black race. Welcome to another episode of Reimagining Black Relations. I'm your host, Dr. Francesca Fajimi. If you've ever had any dealings with Blacks, you have a Black matter, so this is for you. Together, let's begin to shape and reimagine our Black relations. Whether you are Black, white, or brown, trust me, you will learn, gain, and execute just by listening. Come along. Welcome. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm your host today, Dr. Francesca Fujimi. I'm the CEO of MFE Corp and the founder of Your Black Matters. It's an organization dedicated to finding solutions to the issues faced by the Black race. What I would like us to do is really to start with national anthem. As you know, in the Black community here in the U.S., we have lift every voice. So we must start with that. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmony of liberty. Let our me chills every time. I mean, unfailingly, unfailingly. Whew, okay. Our first speaker today is Dr. S. Ama Ray. She's a dynamic force, a performance architect that innovates across disciplinary lines, leading with dance to inner spaces of dance, jazz music, theater, academia, medicine, technology, and activism. 
Her award-winning PhD research resulted in the discovery of the award-winning embodiology, a burgeoning new interdisciplinary field studying human performance. It centers upon indigenous concepts of sensei cognitive modes of knowing that result in increased creativity and collaborative capacities. This focal expertise has expanded discourses on African and diasporic embodied knowledge. And her TED talk, Bodily Steps to Innovation, demonstrates her novel praxis. Beyond the performance domains, Ama is actively engaged in digital arenas, shaping the interdisciplinary domain of AI for Africa with the goal of connecting Africa and the diaspora through these data-driven technologies. Also within digital domains, her National Endowment for Science, Technology and the Arts Fellowship in UK produced the prize-winning Text Territory, an interactive cell phone-based performance platform invented to integrate audiences into dance-based storytelling through a smartphone platform. Anna, welcome. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for the invitation to be here. All right. Dr. Ray is going to be sharing with us about the relationship between Africans and Africans in diaspora. So over to you, Dr. Ray. Thank you. It's such a huge topic and uh, I'm gonna sort of find my way into this story through my own journey. As you can probably detect, my voice is not of that space which we call the United States of America. I was born in the UK of parents who came to the United Kingdom from Jamaica in the Windrush era. So I was born in the UK and had the first part of my career in the UK and then moved to the United States, at which time I began my sojourn to connect back with my continental origins. So that began through Cuba, really, although I had also traveled to Jamaica, Cuba was really a powerful gateway into the cultural practices that connect spiritual uh, essence to indigenous practices on the continent. So as many of you know, there are practices called Santeria in Cuba, which relate to many of the, and, and variations, many of the religious practices in Nigeria through Yoruba traditions of Ifa. So that was my gateway. And, and in so doing, seeing these really powerful connections to our ways of being have always been my way of charting through the diaspora. So after some years, I was able to then go to West Africa, specifically to Ghana in the very beginning. And therefore, again, really focused on the practices of embodiment and music, but also witnessing incredible things, which may in, in many other instances be seen as every day, but simply seeing uh, people walking along streets with 
massive cargo balanced on their heads was a kind of elegance that I had never seen, a kind of deportment of the body. And so for me, that has been my journey was a part of that, that sort of illuminated to me different ways of being that are attended firstly through our very physical being. And so for me now being in the United States and having lived here for 12 years, having had a perspective on America from the United Kingdom, which was very, I guess, a singular idea, really. Um, there, there, the, the notion of there being a singular black identity is, is very false and misleading. There are so many different tributaries that bring people's humanity to where it is today. And the histories that people have lived through their African-American history and their class base, their, geogra their geography, folks in the South have a different experience to folks in the North. And then we also have the Caribbean and the Caribbean is a really critical piece of the diasporic story because it's a space where there is a majority black populace. And again, they have developed very specific spiritual cultural practices that are unique and yet they're fractal iterations of what we find on the continent. And these are the ways in which these, these currencies that continue to be productive and creatively iterative find their way oftentimes to being uh, categorized as, as minor. Um, and But actually, these are the threads that make us distinctly who we are and ways in which we are not, not practicing a Cartesian split between mind and body and spirit. And for me, this journey through the diaspora affirms to me why we need to keep a constant and enriched dialogue with the continent so that we can each share and understand more deeply who we are, not the oppressor's version of who we are, which has been learned, and to really understand how we get back to go forwards, to use that maxim, to understand really where the kindling of the genius that is within us, a plenty, stems from and how it radiates out and how it is living today and how it has then also in some places been contorted and distorted and effectively creating some you know, pathological spaces that we actually can undo if we actually understand the rooting of it. So one of the major uh, things that has happened, I, th I think, for, the, for Africa and the diaspora has been the African Union's recognition of the Caribbean, has also been the United Nations 
declaration of um, the decade of people of African descent, which has moved forwards to becoming a permanent forum, which we all need to know about and all participate in because the, the things that really matter to us in terms of human rights, that is one of the major stages where we can maintain pressure and move agendas. And it, it requires civil participation. So I'm just putting this into the works today. Maybe this group of very powerful people you have today, if they don't know about the permanent forum of African peoples that's just been instituted in August of last year, with much opposition from countries like the United Kingdom, like the United States, like Japan, that all wanted to put blocks on moving that forwards. A space where we can work towards really understanding and constantly, it's not a, it's human rights we're dealing with, not a singular space. We know through Black Lives Matter in this, in this past two years since the, the murder of, of George Floyd, that everywhere in the world where there are black people, there's oppression, including on the continent, I will add, right? So I think for me, this, this moment that we have through technology to be connected and in dialogue in the ways that you set out for us today, this, this is, this is the path that we need to forge and we need to be awake to it every day because the next generation are needing this pathway not to be starting over again and again. So I'll take pause there. Oh, wow, powerful. Uh, Dr. Ray, thank you so much. Um, you know, guys, feel free to ask any question. We have a few minutes. We'll take it through nine, um, you know, in three minutes we'll round up. But I do have one question. I actually really like how you brought out, you know, the commonalities that we have. I think there is no doubt there's also some very succinct or tiny bickering going on among Africans and Africans in diaspora or Africans with all other Africans, right? Whether it's African-Americans or Caribbeans, there seem to be some little conflict going on there. Um, can you address that a little bit? So, because I think what I heard from you is that take, put all those to the side. What's important is really focus on what we can do together as one. Uh, would you be able to address that uh, somewhat? Yes, and it's a complicated question again. And I think education is a huge part of what is needed. We need to use moments in our calendar. We now have, you know, the Juneteenth holiday. There should be a curriculum on that day that is really focused on our advancement. And we need to use times and spaces to really engage. There are there are people that come from the continent, I've noticed, that come, you know, to, to, to achieve and to do what they need to do in the United States so they can support and grow a foundation for their families. But they come with the notion that somehow the people, African-Americans are somehow not doing what they should be doing. And somehow then they haven't got it together. And they couldn't be more a distorted lens. And we need to correct that piece of the story urgently. 
And we need to be able to have conversations on all levels, not just folk at the educated level, all folk common level to be in dialogue and to understand, you know, people don't understand the technologies that have arisen in parts of Africa that have become central to our ways of being in the what we call modern world. So we have a distorted view of the continent as well. And then we don't regard the, 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 the Caribbean at all. And we also have to remember that those of us that have been in the, in the diaspora and are African needs, needs to also recognize, we are, as my, my dear colleague says, we are the war heroes, right? War heroes, like the, the, the trauma is real. Mm-hmm. You know? And so these kinds of dialogues that we really need to have on all levels, from children all the way up. Amen. Thank you, Amma. Um, we could go on and on on this. Honestly, I totally agree with you that we do have some internal matters that we need to resolve. I was speaking to somebody early in the week and all about Black history. And I said, there is a conversation among us as family and there is a conversation that needs to go outside. So this, what you just talked about, is a conversation among us as family. I see Simi Sola raised his hand. Simi, do you want to unmute yourself and ask Dr. Ray your question? Uh, Yes. Uh, Can you hear me? Very clearly. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Ray. Um, Thank you for your perspective. I like how you frame that conversation. And so... My question is that um, I've had somebody told me a while ago, I mean, we were in a a conversation. It got very intense at some point. And this lady told me that I'm not even black. Okay, maybe I need to, um, I'm black as become, I'm a Nigerian. So um, this African-American lady told me that I'm not even black. So um, my first impulse was to bring out and reel out everything I know about black studies, colonialism, and give it to her. But um, I was that, okay, she will not understand where I'm coming from. I need how to, I need tools to speak in a way that it is not elitist and it is very, very relatable and she can get it. Now, from picking back on what Dr. Francesca said, um, do you have any of those tools in your toolbox in such a way that you can have this conversation with somebody that is not in the academia that that have that distorted lens of the continent in such a way that there can be a common ground that both of you can stand on and have a productive conversation um you know the idea of curriculum is okay but i mean you we can see the right wing move of shutting down critical race theory in some states now so so that is sad so we are losing battle on that ground so now given all that okay we ourselves how can this conversation go in such a way that that tools can come handy when you want to talk about somebody that is not necessarily in the ivory tower and it can be meaningful and productive sure you know what comes to mind right now 
And yeah. when I say curriculum, I mean with our own civil societies within our okay. own community organizations. I don't mean the schools because that's not going to, they're never going to lead us there. But we've, we've had distortion on both sides, on all sides, right? And it's in somebody's, uh, it's in someone's interest to maintain those distortions. I would say what we need to do is we need to eat together. We need to eat each other's foods. We need to play music together. We need to dance together. We might even need to meditate together. I'm not even going to say pray, okay? So I think it's in these lived ways that are very human and very necessary. This is where kinds of conversation and recognition can take place. I will, I'll pause there. I think we have to find some other ways because just the talking is not is not it because we're not actually listening. Right. Right. Okay. right. So, Simi, I'm going to need to stop you. I know there's so much on this and you are very energized about this. I absolutely know. But I also know that we have so much to discuss today before we head out. Um, Dr. Amare, I want to thank you so much for how you have scratched the surface of this conversation because there's much more to it. And I think maybe, maybe Black History Month is not supposed to be one month out of 12. Maybe Black History Month needs to be every single day. So then maybe next month we need to come together and have this conversation and actually start to listen, hear one another, understand each other's perspective, and then we can develop ourselves going forward. We can be one body, right, that's able to handle the issue we are facing outwardly. We can come together as a family. So I want to thank you so much for that, Dr. Ray. We so much appreciate you. And for others, if you have any more questions, just put them in the chat. If Dr. Ray has time, we'll get back to her later on. So once again, thank you, Dr. Ray. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hope you have a really great dynamic time. Thank you. Thank you.